The Fake Show Podcast is brought to you by the law firm of Hutchison & Stephan, the Craft House Brewery, now with two locations, the Tone Factory Recording Studio, Moonshot.com T-Shirt Designs, Mr. Antenna, and by Banger Brewing in downtown Las Vegas. Now your host, Jim Tofty. Certified beekeeper Ted McFall was horrified to discover just over a year ago that his strong colony of 60,000 honeybees had been mysteriously decimated. They were actually beheaded and their hive wiped clean. Ted soon discovered this dangerous, new, and invasive species was the Asian giant hornet, otherwise known as the murder hornet. Ted is now part of a documentary, Attack of the Murder Hornets, on Discovery+, Plus, and I've got him on the line right now from his home in Washington. Ted, good morning to you, sir. Thanks so much for joining me. Good morning. You are a master beekeeper, and how do you attain that title, and when did you start getting into this? Is this kind of a family business? Yeah, it's a family business. My dad was a beekeeper, so I grew up around beekeeping, and I've always been been a, been a part of the honey extraction, and, and ever since I was a little boy, I, I've been a part of it. And uh, I became a master beekeeper through, uh, you, you take classes, and, and you go through these uh, certification levels, and and uh, I happened to get mine through the University of Montana. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, the beekeeping is, is what I do and it's what I love. Yeah, because most of us try to stay away from bees, don't we? Well, a lot of people confuse <laughs> yellow jackets and bald face hornets and, and things like that for honeybees. So just because they see something yellow and stripey that stings them, they're like, oh, that bee stung me. But a lot of, a lot of the times it's actually a, a paper wasp or a, a yellow jacket or something like that. Most of us. It was almost like it was a break from the COVID-19 pandemic when we learned about uh, these Asian giant hornets. I guess it was a, over a year ago now. I guess it was your colony, your bee colony, that w- was it the first that was wiped out by these Asian giant hornets? I, you're exactly right. I, I had an entire honeybee colony uh, slaughtered. So the, the murder hornets, they showed up to... Uh, so one of my honeybee colonies, and, and they bit the heads off of the bees. Uh, literally, they bit off uh, 60,000 of, of the honeybees and uh, just wiped them all out and uh, just left uh, left all the carnage uh, on the ground there. It was uh, a re- really, uh, really devastating, uh, ter- terrible situation. Their purpose in life really is to do that, right, and then bring back the remains to the young? Exactly, yeah. They, they purpose- purposefully seek out honeybee colonies, and then after they kill all the bees, they'll go in and rip out the, the little honeybee uh, larva and honeybee pupa and, and bring that back to their own nest. Yeah, it's uh, it's really terrible, the, the way that they're such a, such efficient and, and quick uh, quick killers. I mean, they'll wipe out the entire honeybee colony in just a matter of an hour or two. They're, they're very efficient. None of us, Ted, had any idea about the Asian giant hornets before this, you're doing your daily inspection of your of your hives, your colonies, and initially, did you have any idea? How long did it take before you found out what this might have been? Yeah, well, you know, when I found all my beheaded bees uh, and, and didn't find any uh, predators or, or any sign of what might have done that, it was really baffling to me. You know, I've, I've been a beekeeper all my life, and so you know, I feel like I've seen it all, and that was something that was really, uh, really weird, but... Uh, within a couple months is when they found uh, the murder hornets uh, less than two miles from that specific uh, apiary, and right. so that's when it all came together. And then the department, the, yeah, the Department of Agriculture wanted to get a hold of me, and they were like, "Hey, we we want to analyze your stuff." And so I sent them my my uh, 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 photo of the bee kill, and they they wanted to uh, uh, anyway. That, that's what got the whole ball rolling to try to eradicate this thing. 
Has it ever been determined by the Department of Agriculture or anyone else how they reached the United States? Uh, yeah, no one's exactly sure. If you watch the, the documentary, uh, The Attack of the Murder Hornet, you'll, you'll see different uh, theories. There's like a theory that like they just came on a cargo ship from the other side of the world or that maybe someone smuggled them here in the United States on purpose for the purpose of eating them because there's some cultures that, that like to uh, like to cook them and eat them. So maybe <laughs> someone brought them here on purpose to try to raise them. Or there's also conspiracy theories that uh, like maybe uh, enemies of the United States purposefully released them in the United States to try to uh, to try to damage the, the agricultural industry of the United States, which, of course, it absolutely will do that if, uh, if we don't stop them, if they continue to spread. Yeah, because these bees are so important to our civilization. I mean, our, it, our, it's a big part of our food supply, isn't it? Oh, it's huge. Yeah, I mean, if you like uh, fruits and, and nuts and, and berries, um, even, even a lot of our um, uh, cattle and, and things that we eat for, for meat uh, depends on honeybees, because honeybees will, will pollinate the alfalfa and clover and a lot of things that, that, uh, yeah, that we eat and, and, that, and the animals that we eat also. Is there a certain time of the year that hornets are active where you might see them? Well, if, um, the, what happens is the queen will emerge uh, in the spring and then she'll start to create a small nest and the nest will grow. And so in order to see them, you'll probably won't see them until uh, later in, in the summer and into the fall because that's when the nests get bigger and bigger and bigger. And so there's, uh, you know, hundreds of them that, that sort of flying around. So they're, they're a little bit uh, later in the season than, than most uh, native vespids. Where do we stand with this right now? I mean, here it is over a year out. Have we, have there been any more sightings? What are we doing in terms of traps? Uh, well, we're, we're not doing the, the trapping right now because the, the murder hornet queens are currently hiding uh, in woods. They'll, like, find a stump to, to nestle into a hole or something. Uh, so they're just hibernating right now through the winter. And then it's, it's not going to be till later on in the spring, uh, whenever they emerge and try to create a nest. And so that's when our, our trapping will begin, uh, in this part of the, uh, of the United States to try to trap them. And, uh, you know, if we're unsuccessful in, in stopping it, then, you know, they're going to make their way to, to Las Vegas and they're going to, they're going to make their way all over huh. the United States. Don't tell me that. We're, we're, would... trying, we're trying to, we're trying our best, yeah, we're trying our best to stop them, uh, you know, before that happens. The stinger is long enough to puncture a bee suit, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. The, their stinger is, is over a quarter inch long. And, uh, and, and, you know, the thing with beekeeping is a lot of times, like when you, uh, when you have hangy clothes, uh, just the gap between your clothes and your, and your body uh, will, will keep the stinger from reaching you. But these murder hornets are so big and strong and heavy that they are able to push against your clothing. And so if they can uh, push that clothing uh, within a quarter inch of your skin, they will puncture your, puncture your uh, skin. And, uh, and of course, the, the venom from their stinger is necrotic. So it's kind of like, uh, like a spider bite. If it stings you, it's going to rot that skin out and, uh, and put a lot of venom into you. And people have died, right, I think in Asia at least, uh, because it doesn't take too many of them to, to overtake a person and, and kill them. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you can get stung literally a few hundred times by a honeybee and still be fine. But with these murder hornets, if you get stung a dozen times by a murder hornet, uh, it's definitely going to be life-threatening. I mean, they put so much venom into you, and, uh, and they're fast, and, 
And uh, it's it, it's really a threat. Every year in Asia, there, there's a few dozen people that get killed by the murder hornet. Was there anyone stung during the making of the documentary? Not necessarily by a by an Asian hornet, but by the bees that were around. Because I think I read somewhere that the one of the filmmakers actually had a couple stings. Yeah, that's true. Uh, you know, in, in the in the documentary, you're going to see a lot of my honeybees. Uh, you know, whenever they're doing the filming, actually the the, uh, the director. Uh, uh, Michael Paul Stevenson, he was actually, uh, he didn't have his uh, bee suit all the way zipped up whenever they were filming, and and, and quite a few bees actually got inside the bee suit with him and stung him <laughs> oh, several times. Oh, my so, God. <laughs> Can a bee do any damage to a murder hornet or several bees, or, or is it just not possible? That's not the way that evolution is working right now. Yeah, unfortunately, no. You know, the reality is that the bees, they will, they will try to fight the murder hornet. They will boil out. And, and try to come after the murder hornet and try to fight. But the bees are unable to penetrate that exoskeleton of the murder hornet in any way, so they're not able to hurt a murder hornet at all. So the murder hornet just bites their heads off, and uh, and the, the, the honeybees are, are totally helpless against them. And they do that in about 14 seconds? Is that what I read? Uh, yeah, it, 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 uh, I guess the, uh, the average change is uh, a little bit versus, uh, you know, how big the colony is and all that, but but yeah, they they slaughter the entire bee colony in in the matter of an hour or two. They they do it very quickly and, and very very efficiently. Have you since replenished your colonies? Yeah, yeah, I, I have. You know, you, you, I mean, you you take uh, you take powerful colonies and you try to create new colonies from that colony, and um, and so yeah, I mean that that's what we do. But uh, you know, it's kind of kind of disheartening to know that there's still murder hornets that are that are uh, seeking out to, to destroy your honeybees whenever you're, you know, trying to take good care of your of your honeybees that, that provide uh, food for everyone. I guess it would be silly to hire an armed guard overnight, huh? <laughs> it's tempting. <laughs> I, I, I have a lot of kids, and I, I would like to put them on a... Uh, on, on watch, you know, have them posted up to try to try to let me know if a, a colony gets under attack. <laughs> well, make sure that uh, you check out the Attack of the Murder Hornet on Discovery Plus. And Ted, good luck with your current colonies. It was great talking to you, and stay safe. I will do. Appreciate it. All right, buddy. Take care. There has been some progress after that attack. Heavily protected scientists eradicated the first murder hornet nest found in the United States using a vacuum to suck the insects out of a tree, and the Washington State Department of Agriculture announced that two days after the extraction, all of the 85 Asian giant hornets were still alive in the long plastic tube. The specimens captured in the long tube will not be destroyed, but instead used for research purposes to uncover the secrets of this invasive species. Well, that does it for this episode of the Fake Show Podcast. I'm Jim Tofty. I'll see you back here next time. Listen to the Fake Show anywhere on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, and thefakeshow.com.